the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace, our financial genius, and Jerry, our legal expert, and myself, Dottie Herman. Um... We are expecting Mark Greenberg, uh, David, excuse me, David Greenberg, to talk about 1031, like kind exchanges. And so he's just a little delayed. He'll be calling in a few minutes. So um, I was going to do Jerry's question after we talk to David, but since he's running a few minutes late, um, Jerry, here's the question. Does a shareholder in a co-op or an owner of a condo have any say about what renovations will be done? Renovations done to the common elements? Yeah. It said board members of Manhattan condos sued for Mm -hmm. dangerous renovations resulting in falling bricks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Um, it said that, like, in 2015, hundreds of bricks fell from the 35th floor of a building mm -hmm. um, on First Avenue, and the crumbling facade of an Upper East Side condo building remains in shambles. Then three years after bricks rained down the street below, a lawsuit charged Tuesday, and the terrace and pool of the building remained closed following a dangerous debacle. Hmm. And so they're kind of wondering, and I guess would it depend? Yeah, well, unless there's a specific provision in the organizational documents, which is rare, um, all of the renovations to the building, uh, the decision about that rests with the board. Um, So the co-op or the condo has a board of directors, just like any other corporation that runs the affairs of the building and would make decisions on renovations. Having said that, you know, a shareholders could do what's called a derivative action if they uh, find that the board of directors is not meeting their obligations. So if, for example, there was evidence that somebody took a kickback to do a, a renovation and give it to a contractor, then then the courts would hear a, a shareholder suit over that. Oh. Um, but generally, this is a this is for the board of directors to decide what, right. what renovations now, will be done. It, in the it just goes <laughs> further to say that six people who lived, who live, not lived, live in the 34th story of St. Tropez condo say that in papers filed in Manhattan Supreme Court that two board members wasted money on mm-hmm. a gut renovation of the building's lobby and the 14th floor social room and haven't repaired the exterior. <sighs> okay. And, of course, the board president and former board vice president allegedly prioritized the interior renovations. And wouldn't that be just a matter of opinion? 
Well, yeah, but but here there, I think the courts probably would entertain that lawsuit because number one, it's a dangerous condition that's being ignored, right? Um, query why the Department of Buildings isn't clamping down on them. I mean, bricks falling from a thirty-story building is a little dangerous, yeah. um, and uh, but you know, courts in New York use what's called the business judgment rule, where they usually defer to the business judgment unless it's impaired by either uh, you know close dealing or bribery or kickbacks or complete lack of rationality, but they generally defer to the judgment of the co-op. So it's going to be, uh, I think, a hard lawsuit. But in this case, uh, it certainly is one that I think would, you know, raise somebody's eyebrows if they're doing, you know, the renovation of the social room while bricks are raining down on pedestrians. Correct. Like, it, it, it also impairs the investment so, of everybody in the building. because We'll keep you posted. We'll, we'll yeah. follow this lawsuit. Uh, well, we're happy. David finally, I mean, he, he got a little delayed, but he's finally called in. And remember something, that real estate investors were given a gift this year after Congress voted to maintain what is known as the 1031 exchange, a section in the tax code that allows property to be sold tax-free as long as the proceeds are used to buy more property. Um, the loophole had been open to others as well, including art collectors, classic car and franchises, but not any longer, but they kept it open for real estate. And we've had David on the show before. We're so thrilled. I knew he was in New York. And at 11, so he's here. And David Greenberg is the founder of the 1031 Exchange Advantage, CEO of Tax Savers Network. And there's no one more knowledgeable than David. Good, I want to say good mid-morning, David. How are you? Good mid-morning, Daddy. I really do apologize. I'm running a little late today. It's uh, no problem. There's no excuse for keeping you waiting, but I was having breakfast at Barney Greengrass. It took longer than I thought. That's the best excuse I got. You don't have to have an excuse. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're so excited that you're on the show. And as I told everybody earlier in the show, you've been on the show many times. Uh, and this is really so important. Um so, and I know we're going to meet during the week, uh, but I'd love you to 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 first tell our, I mean, our 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 listeners a little about what the ten thirty one exchange is, and then how who would benefit, how should they use it, how they get in touch with you. But let's just talk about ten thirty ones. And as I said, they did not take that away. Well, that's exactly right, and that is really worth celebrating because yes. uh, the ten thirty one exchange was established in nineteen eighteen. And there was some risk, as you said, that the, the government would change the rules and do away with it. Uh, that would have been the worst thing they could have done to the real estate market, because the whole concept of the 1031 exchange was to uh, make it a law so that people would continue to sell and buy and sell and buy, and actually what they call exchange, trade one property for another. And, you know, we can get into how that's done, but the point of it is that by exchanging, you, 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 you avoid the taxes and you keep reinvesting. And that's good for any real estate market. So it's a great, great uh, benefit. Right. Uh, and it's, uh, it's good for the real estate industry. And it's wonderful that they kept it in place. And, you know, it, it, it's something that people can now count on because the last time they changed the tax laws, maybe 25, 30 years ago, I think we have a little while to go before there'll be any other changes. We can only hope. But yes. Uh, it's a great, now, great tool. Let me ask you, were investors whose real estate holdings were comparatively modest and the heirs, were they given an added bonus and that the estate tax exemption for couples doubled to $22.4 I mean, I was just reading that. 
Oh, that's even interesting. You're 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 bringing up something that's new to me. To be honest, but they keep uh, coming up with different stuff. That I'm not 100 percent familiar well, with. Well, I'm double checking it, but I really I found some information on that. And you know this, you know, it's hard to keep up with everything because there's so many things changing. But the 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 1031. When, like, people call in, and I'm not sure they understand when they can do it, and they have to do it in a certain period, and um, I'm sure they can go to your website, um, to, right? I mean... Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can go to www.my1031place.com, and there's a booklet, there's a link to set up a consultation, and they can get some background information and see the timelines and how it works. But let me take a minute and, and, and tell you uh, about... Uh, some of the situations that, that people just don't uh, know about but are pretty simple, and when they are aware of it, then they know that they can take advantage of it because uh, it's a shame not to get that information out. I, I would was, love you to do that. I was talking to a CEO of one of the biggest uh, brokerage franchises, uh, franchisor the other day, and I challenged him. I can't give his name out because he didn't do well on the test, but I challenged him to <laughs> tell me whether he knew every single one of these buckets of prospects that could take advantage of an exchange, and he, he didn't know two out of the five. So let, let me tell you some of the situations that work. First of all, an exchange is for a commercial or an investment property. That's easy. Uh, and there's 5 million homes sold in America. 1.2 every year are rental homes. Those are slam-dunk simple. Those are all exchangeable. You can take a rental home and sell it, buy something new as, as part of the exchange, not pay any tax. So wait, but, slow down. So number one, these are rental properties or investment properties that people are not necessarily living in. Right. Okay. And they can, in a certain period of time, take one property, sell it, have to buy another property in a certain period of time. Correct. And if done, they will not pay any taxes on capital gains or anything like that. Correct. Correct? Capital gains tax, uh, state, federal, and depreciation recapture tax. So. There's anywhere from 30 to 47% in the city of New York. Because Say that the city, again. The city of New York has a 7% gains tax. So the capital so the gains tax. The city of New York has a 7% gains tax. Right. So if you add the city of New York to the federal and the state, you could be almost at 40%. Okay. So wait, because I want our listeners to hear that. So the city of New York has a 7%, and if you add the federal and state, you could be at. How much? 40? Almost 40%. Because Almost 40%, and that's tax. Correct. Correct. So if you make 100000 you only get to keep sixty because 40000 goes to the government unless you do an exchange. And uh, in New York, well, people are making a lot listeners? more than 100000 I, I mean, this is we're talking big money savings. If you made 100000 David said, okay, and you have to pay close to 40000 in taxes, you're only going to keep sixty, And he's telling you ways that you can keep. At all. That's exactly right. And obviously, the numbers are much bigger in New York. You know, people might make, uh, you know, a million dollars on a property if they owned it many, many years. And who wants to give up $400,000? Exactly. So it's a significant pain point. But the good news is there's an exchange which exists. And, uh, you know, you can uh, call us up or go to the website, and it's just a few papers that get drawn up before you sell and are needed before you purchase. And uh, let me go on and tell people now, rather than how you do it, who can do it, because there's so many people, you know, losing out. So of the 5 million homes, 1.2 million are rental homes. Those are easily exchanges. But other exchanges that people don't think about are vacation homes, 
under the right circumstances, if you've owned it for the right amount of time and used it uh, the right amount of time, and we can walk them through their scenarios, a vacation home is exchangeable. So somebody who has a vacation home and, not, and has not necessarily used it to rent, under the right circumstances, after speaking to you, might find that they could do an exchange Exactly on right. And that, and that is something like we bump into people all the time that they, had no, that they have no idea what an exchange is. They certainly don't know that a vacation home under the right circumstances. So there's somebody that, that can benefit. Uh, and a property that someone's living in, uh, which has a business or a home office, is also exchangeable. So the way that works is uh, most of the home... Uh, that they're residing in, they can't exchange. They can use the traditional homeowner's tax exclusion, which is 250000 of your gain is excluded if you're single, or 500000 you don't pay tax on if you're married. But for a lot of people, 250000 if they're single uh, is not enough of a tax break because some of these homes have gone up, a uh, lot. you know, a lot. So if they have a home office, Regardless of whether they're living in the home, the home office is used for business purpose. If they've documented it on their tax returns uh, over the years as a home office, uh, then the square footage that relates to that home office uh, is backed out of the sale, and that part can be used as an exchange. So, you know, so slow down, David. David. So you're saying, if I had a home that I lived in or I didn't live in, but I had a home office there. Correct. And I filed with the IRS on my taxes that I had a home office. And let's say the home office constituted 20% of or 10% mm-hmm. of the, 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 the square footage of my home. Mm-hmm. You right. could tell someone how they could be able to exchange that amount of money? Like, yes, yeah. If so, the home is worth a million dollars and 20% of it relates to an office, then $200,000, 20% of the million is the value of the exchange. So that's removed and uh, used as an exchange. They sell some, that, they're selling that portion for 200000 and they go and reinvest something for 200000 And then they could use the other tax break, uh, the two fifty dollars or $500,000 exclusion, on the rest of the home because it's their residence. So they're able to use two tax breaks, the 1031 exchange and the Section 121, it's wow. called the uh, exclusion, on the same property. And this is really critical because... People are then able to buy something, you know, uh, that's just as much value or greater because they didn't have to give us hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes to the government. So that's another bucket, the vacation home you know, and I didn't the property know that. with a home. Okay, okay, I didn't want to stump you, but so a I lot of people don't So I would have been know. like that CEO that maybe I would have got one more right. But this is what I'm saying. <laughs> There's nobody more successful in real estate than you or these other top, top executives, and if they don't, fully get every single one on the bucket you know anyway here's one more uh divorce people get divorced unfortunately yes and do. when somebody gets divorced which i think is like 40 or 50 percent of the time in america it's over 50 percent. there you go uh then uh and where i'm from in california it's orange county it's 60 or 70 percent probably <laughs> so they get divorced somebody moves out of the property whether it's the ex-husband or the ex-wife, they move out. Right. What happens when the person moves out? That person establishes a new residence. They get an apartment. They okay, move, slow down. Out. So let's say I get divorced. I, I move out of the house. My husband keeps the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I move out. So where does that... So you move out and you're going to get a new place to live, which is going to be your new legal residence when you file your tax right. return. You're going to list the address of your new apartment or home or wherever it is that you move to. So you're establishing a new legal residence. That automatically uh, 
by moving out and putting it on your tax return, your, your new address as your new legal residence, that automatically makes your old home an investment property because you're no longer living there. But you only own a half of that property, the one that you were married to and you know living with your spouse. But that's fine. You can exchange your half interest in your former okay, home. Okay, but, your but I'm losing home. you. Okay, let's assume that yeah, I have the, uh, I move out. Mm-hmm. Okay, usually in a divorce case, doesn't one person? I mean, not always, but for most. I mean, if you keep the house, in other words. It, it, I, I, I hear what you're saying. In other words, if you decide to keep the house, and usually if the house is kept, it's the woman that stays in the house with the kids and the, and the, the man moves out. Mm-hmm. So let's use that scenario because that's more like what I find. So let's say, but they keep the house because the kids are in school. So the husband moves out, buys another house. So now he can consider the half of the house that he owns because it's half his wife's um, as... An exchange? If if the divorce papers or the divorce decree uh, determines that he is selling that half of the house to her, then he can exchange it. If the house is sold to a third party and both parties moves out, then it's clearly an exchange and he owns half interest. Wait, I'm, okay, slow down again. He can, and because really I want to, this, he can, in other words, if he sells it to her, Okay, that's one scenario. If he sells it to her, that's an exchange? Because he's no longer residing in that property. That, he has an interest in real estate. It's a half interest. He's selling it to her or anybody else. And uh, so long as he's been out of the house at least for one tax cycle, you have to have a tax return on the, on the record uh, at least a year living in a new property. Okay, which very that's often a big happens. benefit to him. Yeah, yeah. well, that, uh, it may be him or her, but her. it's definitely something that they're going to fight about. I can't tell you that they won't be discussing that, but it's a huge benefit to the party that gets to get that tax break. Now, but, let's say they sell the house completely. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say they can't, they can't agree or they decide, you know what, the heck with this house, there's too many memories, let's sell it, we'll both start off mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That could qualify for an exchange? Yeah, absolutely, because as long as he's out uh, or she's out, uh, let's say they're both out of the house, but uh, I don't know what the scenario is, but as long as they're out of the property, at least one tax return. So they move out, they list their, the new residence uh, on the tax return, and up to a year goes by, and they sell that house. They don't want to deal with it anymore. They sell it to a third party. Uh, the money that... Uh, the, the party uh, uh, gets for not that's not living there is exchangeable. That that's uh, clearly an exchange property because it's not being used for uh, personal residence. It's used for investment or appreciation or rental. Any one of those situations is an exchange property. It's a business purpose. So that's a huge benefit, and it's some glimmer of uh, positivity if you are getting divorced. That at least you don't have to pay the taxes if you do it properly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I mean, uh, well, first of all. Two things, David. You give us your website, and then if you, um, I think I have it, but I'm sure I have it. But would you text it to me again? Because we're going to meet anyway, or maybe sure. when I see you. Sure. And for all of our listeners, we'll post all the information for David Greenberg. But you want to give it to everybody once again? Sure. It's www.my1031place.com. M Y one o three one place p l a c e dot com. And uh, go there. You can set up as many consultations as you like online at no cost. 
and uh, be happy to. Uh, and I'll I'll see you during the week. And yes. for all of our listeners, we'll post it on our uh, app on Iron Real Estate. Okay, so that you'll get all that information. David, you have to promise you'll call in again. This is really good stuff for people to know. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Sally. And it's not too cold. Have a good day. See you soon. I mean, we're we're coming towards a break, but I have to tell you, I mean, I didn't. uh, That's really people can save a lot of money. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. So we're back, and of course we just um, had David Greenberger on our show uh, talking about 1031 exchanges. What would you think, Jerry? Want to do one? It's a powerful device. It's, it's great. Uh, something everybody needs to know about okay. if you're in real estate. Right. And during the break, Ace and I were just speaking, and Ace has, of course, uh, at his young age, has done everything. Uh, has also done a 1031 exchange. Yes, I have. Okay. Have you done one, Jerry? Uh, I have done many for clients, none for myself. Yeah, I know. I know you've done them for clients, but like I'm saying, he did one for himself. So mm-hmm. we, he said, you know, and one of the things that we. We we probably just didn't get to was the the time and I knew there's a yes. time so the time you have to do it yeah in. so so I did a 1031 exchange for one of my investment properties and you have to actually locate a property 45 days after you close so to set up the 1031 exchange you have to use an attorney you know Jerry um, he's very well versed in 1031 Jerry exchanges does them all the well. time exactly so you 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 get someone like Jerry pretty much you set up the structure and then after you close. You have 45 days to locate a property, and then you have 180 days to actually close on that new property. And remember, the new property has to be of higher value as well than your original investment property. And then um, there you go. That's a 1031 exchange, and you defer your tax payments to, to the other property, and then you can continually do this and you know, okay, leave so it up to your heirs. Okay, so when is when it's payday, it's when you actually sell it without doing a 1031 exchange. So, in other words, you, you constantly want to keep on doing this. It's like this. upgrading your, your property. With, with one big loophole. What's the big loophole, Jerry? Death erases the taxes. Oh, when because, you die. Yeah. When so you die. So, if you can keep on doing them until you die. You can keep you on doing it until you that's, die. Yeah. Yes. That's you know, good. I, I tell people all the time that uh, rich people teach their kids this before the kids learn to walk because it's a very powerful device to build wealth. Yes. And, you know, particularly with the increases in the estate tax limitations that are, yes, doubled on the new tax rule and going to pretty soon, you know, soon there won't be any, uh, you can really build a significant nest yeah, egg you know and not what? have to keep I, paying I, the tax. I, I, look, he's in from California, I know, and you know he's been on our show before. But, Jerry, like, I think that one of our shows of the near future, we sh- you should talk about it a little because, again, because, first of all, it's hard to digest it all at once if you don't it's complicated, know. complicated, yeah. And you know what? I don't know. I'm sure you read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the truth is, you know, if you're – I don't want to say this always because nothing's always, everything has exceptions. But in many instances, if your parents were in business or they were in that type of business, I mean, if, you're, if your father was or mother was a college professor, they might not know that if they were a professor of history. You learn a lot of things by growing up with parents like yes. that. Yeah. But if you don't, you, and you can grow up with the smartest, most scholastic parents, but it might not be... Okay, you sometimes really don't know 
what you really are entitled to take advantage of, and it's not take advantage, it's everything that's legal. And it could make, you know, and and I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad was kind of really a story about that and how uh, because his father, uh, you know, the, how, how so many times kids that grow up with parents that are in business and know all this stuff really have in certain ways an advantage. Um, but that's only if you let that be an advantage, A. And it doesn't mean that those of us who didn't have parents that, that were in that world can't learn it. You're learning. Look at look at what other successful people do. I always tell, um, you know, somebody was saying to me, "Oh, how did you you know learn all these uh, manners for you know table etiquette and everything like that?" Well, I didn't grow up with any money. I just watched what people did as I was, got into business. Watched what other people who were more experienced did, and you learn from them. Same thing with investing. Watch what the rich people do and how they do it, and oftentimes you can get. Uh, a lot of uh, good ideas from doing Well, that. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think really I learn advice, yeah. from people, and you mm-hmm. should always learn. And while we are talking about that, uh, we have Pauline from Queens with a 1031 question. Hi, Pauline. How are you? Hi, guys. This is a really great topic. I was almost going to go out, and I said, oh, when I heard this, I said, I'm canceling what I was doing because oh, this wow. is important. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, it's really I want, interesting. Because I thought they said you only could buy properties at more than what you just sold, you know, paid for. I could have sworn I heard as long as it totals more than what you, um, I guess, gained, you can buy property. It doesn't have to be, I mean, I'm assuming it doesn't have to be a house or something, but I might be wrong. I, this is what I was hearing, but, you know, I didn't hear it from a, a reliable source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a, a house, um, but it definitely has to be of greater value than what you sold your property for. I mm-hmm. thought you could like total. I could I could have what I heard that you could total like buy a bunch of properties because you know if you're selling something in New York and you're going south or someplace else, their properties are not that high. I'm not going to buy a million let me, dollar property. Let me just clarify. To- let me <laughs> clarify. Okay, so first of all, to do a, Ace is correct. To do a perfect exchange, you have to go equal or greater. You it right. does not, however, taint the exchange. If you go lower, you just have to pay. The first dollar out is taxable. So the IRS's position is first dollar you put in your pocket is taxable. So if you go lower, put you know four hundred thousand or whatever what we call boot in your pocket, that's taxable and it's taxable at the highest applicable rate. Yes, you can buy multiple properties as long as a you identify them within the forty five days and b you close within one hundred and eighty days of the sale. Uh, you have to close on all of the properties that you're going to include in the exchange, and they have to be on the list that you identified at the 45th day. And then the rules for identifying, there's three different rules. too complicated for the radio, yeah. um, but there's three different rules for that. So you, you so glad you're the, flow, I'm so glad that you're the, the expert, so then um, I could finally get to work with you. Yes. Well, yeah, no, Jerry, Jerry is amazing. Jerry has done Jerry millions of these. Now, and, uh, so, Jerry, just for my verification, so yeah. as she's saying, if she... Has a a, a a a couple of properties someplace mm-hmm. else that are not of higher value. She can definitely do an exchange. It's just that she might be taxed at some portion of She'll it. She'll have a proportion She'll of tax, right? So, but still, not, but still, it would yeah. be better than not having an exchange. Better than not doing it. And and two more things on that. It's not it's not the gain that dictates it. Uh, it's the price. price. So it's if you sell for a million, right. you have to buy for a million or more for it to be a, no problem. a perfect exchange and. You know, I tell people all the time, even if you're not sure, right, this is what the IRS calls a safe harbor, meaning there are no 
forgiveness on it. If you are a minute past the 45th day, there's no debt, there's no uh, extension possible because their position is a safe harbor. You want to come within the safe harbor. You have to comply with the rules. So if you're not sure if you're going to buy another property, you're thinking about it, open it up anyway um, and put it into the exchange. If at the 45th day you can't find anything, the exchange gets undone. You get your money back less the small fee for opening it up. So it's Jerry, not the there, end of the world. Sorry, Jerry, is there um, a, a, like an exclusion like my family has properties that I want to take over or mm-hmm. my son's mother-in-law is trying to sell something and I would love to buy it, but she's put it out on the market. I don't really yeah. want to pay that stupid fee because I, I was planning on mentioning to her, but she already mm-hmm. hired a real estate person. So until, until that goes lapsed, mm-hmm. I'm not going to are, do it with her. There are special but, rules for non-arm's length transactions. Um, which are a little bit more complicated. You can do it, but they're subject to additional scrutiny and rules. You know, I generally tell people the following on an exchange. Pretend you're three years out in the future and the IRS has now audited you and they've come to ask questions. And if you've never been through an audit, um, I'd rather have dental surgery without Novocaine <laughs> than go through an audit. Okay? I don't so, mind dental surgery, and, so you know and I'm not even exaggerating. I will yes. be prepared if that's, uh, now that I know you've got to yeah. be prepared for this crap, then I will. Yeah. It's a legit, they're very, they're a very nice people. Investment. It's not, they're very nice um, people. And honestly, the, the person with the IRS was really, she really was a very nice person. She was very thorough, but she was very polite and nice. I really did respect her. But suppose you're out three years and you have to answer the questions. Okay. And, you know, when I used to work for the government, you know, as soon as you kind of stumble on something that is a little bit, you know, raises your eyebrows, then you start what we call peeling back the layers of the onion. So you want to tell a nice, simple story. If you start your story with, well, my son owned it and I bought it from him, all of a sudden it's, oh, they did a, they did a non-arm's length transaction. Let's really examine it because that's subject to additional scrutiny. So I usually, you know, if it's the deal of the century, fine, then talk to your exchange intermediary about the rules for for um, non-arms link, but if you can, just do a nice, clean, easy story to tell, all documented, right. so that if you ever get audited on it, you've got a nice story to tell them. Well, maybe I can true. inherit it, I will have, but that no. wouldn't help me with the 1031, because <laughs> I'm actually really got a commercial property and a residential, and I'm actually <laughs> going to make an investment out of it, and hoping that I could work mm-hmm. it out with my family. They all have pieces of property, they do nothing to do with it, and I was already told I was going to have this property in my life by a psychic. Not that I always take every psychic, psychic word. Well, hopefully the psychic, psychic is right, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll hope that the psychic is right. What did they right. say about me? I'm not going to be a wealthy woman someday. <laughs> oh, wow. Part of my project. I want that So I number. knew you when I was not wealthy, and you are going to be part of my my advisory. <laughs> That's it, Bonnie. Well, good luck. That's I remember, great. I remember but your listen, voice. But listen, thank you for calling, and if okay. you need any advice, call up, you know, Jerry's the, an, an expert on it, and One it last really... Question. Is there three, is it two years that you have to live in the property before you can move on to the next one? Is that definite? Well, there's, there's two different rules. One was the principal residence, which is not under 1031. Okay. And the rule there, if it was your principal residence for two of the last five years, well, we're going to do a cliffhanger here. I'll finish that. All right. Uh, tell on her the to get accountant on. Tell, tell, tell Dottie we need an accountant to talk to us about all this like yeah. new tax stuff. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want anyone to fall asleep. Sometimes right, the cows keep boring. Yeah. And if they're driving, I don't want them to fall asleep behind the Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day, Paul, and we love you. <laughs>
Okay, she's great. She's funny. All right, she's funny. And you need some humor about things. Psychic told her. That's great. Well, well, hopefully it's a good psychic. Yeah, don't go to work. Okay, that's who I want to go. Good news. (laughs) We'll be right back. We have a quick break. We'll be right back. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Okay, we're back. We were just having an, uh, a, a kind of a commercial break conversation about there's so much with like-kind exchanges. And, you know, we like to give people a small dose at a time because if it comes too long and too cumbersome all at once. A lot of people just tune off. So we'll give you a little, and Ace uh, and Jerry are, you know, do this all the time. So we'll kind of keep you posted and give you a little more. And for those who missed the show, you'll be able to get it on our podcast. But um, Or you can, we'll, we'll continue to talk about it. It's not something that I think you could absorb everything in one, in, in one show. And there is a time frame, right, Jerry? Yes, and uh, just uh, the time frame to, uh, before the break, the caller was asking about how long you have to hold the property before you sell it. It's got to be uh, at least a year mm-hmm. uh, in productive use. So um, the IRS doesn't allow it for short-term capital gains. It has to be investment property, which is by definition a year or more. Most CPAs are very happy with two years of holding. You could do it after one year. You have to consult your tax advisor. They're the one that has to defend the audit. So. They're the ones that should be running the show. Yeah. That's true. So somebody asked a a question, and I'll just kind of – I think we have a few minutes. Yes, we do. You know, time goes so quickly. I remember when Jerry and I were told we had to do a two-hour show, and we kind of thought, (laughs) are you kidding me? Two hours? How how is Dottie going to talk for two hours, we said? (laughs) How can you talk for two hours? Okay, and keep people interested. So um, we were so remember how nervous you were. Everything was typed oh. out. You were afraid you were going to run out of things. Yeah, to and I say kind of, and... you know, I, I was, you know, I of course I knew real estate, but I was not. I never did it, and I was on radio shows like as a guest, but I had never done a show myself. And so two hours, I, I had everything typed out, and I kind of read it from the script, and um, probably was a little boring. Uh, but people were calling in, and uh, we had a lot of real estate questions, and especially when we went through the recession. I mean, mm-hmm. there were so many people who were, like, really stuck in bad places. And uh, mm-hmm. Really, really. And, and I, think that, um, I think that really so many people, because it's, it's not that there, it, there's just so much to know. I mean, you could only, so I guess the key to success and being successful is also, like, I think Ace or, or Jerry, one of you said it, is no one knows everything. But right. know the people to ask. Mm-hmm. Know the people to ask. And, um, you know, I think we all tend to, in many ways, hang around with people that are kind of like us, that mm-hmm. like dress like us, that look like us, not look like us, but that agree with us, that live, you know, you know I think the suburbs, especially the suburbs are like that, you know. Um, and get out of your comfort zone. Meet different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, leave... The whole political thing, forget that, because what it's really about is having difference of opinions and is learning from people who might not 
do things the way you did it. Um, but you can learn so much from people. And I think that yeah. that's really yeah. been a big You're lesson right. in life that I've always yeah. I've always learned. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I not only learn from people that have been in higher positions to me. I've learned from just regular people who just knew certain things that – so you can learn from everyone. You know, Daddy's an expert in something. Yeah. And I've lost a lot of money – by not being on top of things, because mm-hmm. I was always too busy as a woman, you know. I had a family. I was doing a big career. And, you know, I never took the time for me. Or I never took the time. In a lot. I would say this is pre- predominantly a women thing, that more women are like that than men. But not saying that there aren't men like that also. Uh, that put everybody first and then forget about themselves. And so... Mm-hmm. It was always, you know, that's why my house is uh, two years and it's still not done yet, <laughs> okay? Because I really was always doing something else. So you got to make yourself, in certain ways, a priority, not um, not over your children or your family or anything like that. But it's got to be a priority that you learn or take, you know, so much time every week to just find out new things because especially with financing and mortgages, like Ace said, and, and legal, there are so many things that can make you either save a lot of money, either afford more than you thought, save you money on taxes. And um, it's too much for anyone to learn in one day. And it also, the tax laws, everything changes mm-hmm. all the time. So um, that's hopefully you should either email or call us in if you have any questions. Because if you have a question, then I can assure you uh, many of our other listeners have que- the same question, just haven't had the chance to call. You know, Dottie, yeah. e- even myself being on the show with, with you guys, I learned so much every single week we were just talking about in the studio. You know, things that you talk about, Dottie, things that Jerry talks about. So I think it's great. Yeah, it is. So in speaking about, because um, I don't have much time, so I'm going to do a quick uh, subject and somebody had asked, you know, my home, you know, we get it all the time at Douglas Elliman. If, if, if it doesn't sell, uh, they want to know why. Why is it selling? And um, one, of course, is price. Okay? So that's the biggie. Uh, if you overvalue your property, if your house is overpriced, it's simply – well, I don't want to say it's not going to sell. I mean, we're in a very competitive market. So there might be times when your house is what your house is worth some what somebody will pay, mm-hmm. and so you know a lot of people want to try at this high price and say, well, how do I know? You know, maybe I'll get it. Well, try it for a week, but if nobody comes, <laughs> uh, then I would get to the price that the broker uh, tells you. Additionally, don't make the mistake of tacking on the cost of any renovations you've made. You can't just assume that the cost of a renovation translates to added value. So, like, if you put in a new roof, will somebody pay a lot more for a new Probably right? not. Probably it's a nice not. thing, but they're not going to pay more for it. Right. If your listing is poor, if the listing of your home includes a poorly written description without images, remember, with the Internet and, and social media, a, a lot of buyers are going to flick through to eliminate homes. <clears throat> I, I am constantly amazed because I'm always looking for, you know, Investment property up here, upstate New York. I'm constantly amazed at the poor quality of some of the photography on some of these yes. listings. Yeah. Don't they have an iPhone? I mean, just take some iPhone well, pictures. Well, as someone, 
that is going to list your property, make sure that you see what's going up and make mm-hmm, sure that mm-hmm. you look at it and that if you were a bar, you wouldn't pay. Because if the photography is not right or I've seen this, picture not available yet. Oh, oh, or they do two okay. pictures, you know, two pictures, one on the inside. Well, well, the do 100 pictures. No one's you know? stopping at that property unless it's like for sale right. for nothing. Exactly. Okay, if it's $1.99, maybe they will call you. So make sure that the quality of the listing you go on that internet and you look at what your broker put on and then pretend you're a buyer. Would you stop and look at that property? Because yep. it's really important. Uh, you shouldn't be present at all your showings. Try not to be around if you can. Um, let your agent handle your showings. Uh, buyers don't want to have sellers really lurking over their shoulders mm-hmm. during showings. And they might have some objections and they might not want to talk about them in front of the seller mm-hmm. because then the seller could get like offended. So um, they can, but if the, the seller's not there, they can they can raise that objection, whatever it might be, to the broker, and the broker can handle it and answer it. And um, it's better that if whatever objections they have, that you get out right away. So try to. Um, Go shopping or yeah. take a ride in the car or go say have a cup of coffee with a neighbor when they're doing showings. It actually, I, I find it um, very distracting if the seller's there, particularly if they're talking about, you know, things they've done to the house. Things that, people just want to explore your house and look at it and digest it. They don't need you standing there. Okay. You're too attached. And we see this all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you refuse to negotiate even a penny off your price, then there's a good chance that you become too attached to your home. If a part of you doesn't want to sell it, and, you know, many people are in that dilemma. They know they want it, they should sell it, or they want to sell it, or one of their spouses wants to sell, you know, one spouse. And part of them knows that that's probably the right thing to do, but part of them doesn't want to. So if a part of you that doesn't want to sell it, or you think your house is the best house in the world, odds are you're going to have a lot of difficulties coming to an agreement with a potential buyer. So what I'm saying is, you know, when you're selling a business property, a business property is viewed at by, it's not, it's not evaluated by like residential. It's really on income and what it produces. But it's usually not an emotional sale because it was business. Homes become very emotional. People lived in them. Mm-hmm. They raised their families. So sometimes you can be so attached and you put in this great kitchen and you you labored over it. You spent so much money. You had the best designer. And no one wants to give you the value of what you did. And you become emotional. And you can't. You, you've got to kind of take this home and say, I loved it. I lived in it. Okay, and if it's time for us to sell it, and if that's what we really want to do, then we have to take a step back and look at it not through somebody's eyes that lived in it. Look to it as a business person and look at what it's really worth. Go see other properties. I always recommend to go see what your competition is. Ask the broker to take you to some other properties that are listed on the market. Uh, But don't get too attached. Um, I always recommend... The first thing you should do, first appearances are the first people make a judgment by first appearances. So have your house professionally cleaned day before you put it on the market. I mean, many listings we really, and it doesn't that it's dirty, but like, you know, even in the city, your home gets kind of, you know, from bad weather, people come in or the smog. So have it professionally cleaned. Um, have all your windows cleaned. I am not going to be able to finish this. I thought I would be, but. 
Uh, we're not. So why don't I do this? I gave you the first five things of why. Why don't next week, uh, the first thing I will do is kind of go over the, the reasons why your home doesn't sell. Because today, in a market that is really we have no inventory, there's no reason your home shouldn't be selling. So we'll give you the reasons. Uh, I'll finish this next week. Uh, but I think our show is coming to a halt. Always have fun. Always love being with you. Enjoy your weekend. It's not too cold today, so enjoy today. See you, and we'll be back with you next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.